Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by Brig. Hi! <laughs> Hi, everyone! <laughs> How hope everybody's well, this week... doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how are you? Anyway, well, this week we have a lot of stuff to go over. We have, we're going to talk about Justin Turner and his extra innings idea. We're going to talk about our games of the week, and then we're going to get into some baseball etiquette. But first, let's talk about how you can get in touch with the show. You can join the Facebook group, uh, 9 Plus Us VIPs. Search 9 Plus Us VIPs on Facebook. It'll come up. Send a request. We will add you. You can submit to our mailbag on BaseballTogether.com. There is a link on every episode description and on YouTube. Just send us an email if you have questions, comments, concerns. We always say snide remarks, but seriously, if you have them, send them our way. We love them. We love snow And snow also snow you snow can snow. follow us on Instagram at baseball together. You can follow me on Twitter at Jojo Cornrow and you can follow the podcast at baseball the number two gather. That's baseball together on Twitter. Did I miss anything? Nope. <laughs> think, <laughs> I don't think, think I got so. them all. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Anyways, Hit all right, here wickets. we go. Get them, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid reference. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Justin Turner. So he okay. had an idea, and I and this is actually something I've heard kicked around a little bit here and there. Um, instead of playing 15, 17, 19 extra innings, he had an idea. Let's do a home run derby instead, instead of extra innings. So play, and, and really the way that it would work is you would play, they would play the 10th the inning, play one extra inning, and then go on and have three guys go up for five outs for a home run derby brig express your disdain yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did you know <laughs> i knew as soon as i saw it i was like we're gonna talk about this on the podcast and brig isn't gonna like it so here oh, we go <laughs> i'm bristling okay i understand the logic i get where he's coming from i get why you would I don't know, argue for that for as far as like sustainability and saving your guys' arms and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that being said, don't mess with the game. <laughs> don't mess with it, man. It's already fabulous. It doesn't need improvements. Okay? This is just some stupid good idea fairy crap that needs to go. <laughs> okay? You know what this sounds like? It sounds like he's best friends with Rob Manfred is what it sounds like. Maybe they sit down and they're having Corona meals together. I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but I don't. It's what I, it sounds I do like. think he's on to something, though. No, I do Brad. think he's on to something. No, you're wrong. Okay, but tell us <laughs> why you're wrong. Is wrong. Tell us why you're wrong, Brad. Okay, this is why I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. okay, now 
in hockey and soccer, if you go through, you play an extra frame, you play overtime or extra time as they call it in, in soccer. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you settle the tie? Sudden death, man. Shootout. You go to a shootout. Yeah, totally. Okay, and shootouts. Are shootouts fun? Are they awesome? No. Oh, please. <laughs> Everybody loves a shootout. Yeah. Anybody yeah, who awesome. grew up watching the Mighty Ducks know that shootouts are the best part of hockey. No, fighting is the right? best part of hockey. Well, that's debatable. But the shootouts are always exciting. Okay? They are. That's what this does. It, this is the shootout version of baseball. Yeah. Okay. So you go up there, you send three guys out there with five outs each, and you do a home run derby, and you're home by 11. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I mean, unless like, we have a home would... run derby like we did last season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because that could go all night. But, I mean, I, I think I think it could work. You know, I mean, th- then, like you said, you're saving arms. Guys aren't getting exhausted and you're not running out you're not running out of players period by the time you get to the fifth inning who are you going to go to to pinch run to score the winning run you've got your dh out there on third base who can't run and there's a <laughs> middle the middle the shallow fly ball to the outfield he can't tag and score right they bring like, in john you're, lester you're still to pinch hit. yeah i know yeah yeah he's not going to tag up and score on a on a he middle the shallow fly ball to left field nobody did though i mean he anyway Jake Arietta can pinch hit. I'm just saying, man. Would you, would you want him to do that in June, though? No, I mean no. No, <laughs> see, that's when <laughs> see it happens. Though you that's save you, guys, you, you prevent injury. You just go out there and have a home run derby. It's just like but batting that, practice. Everybody loves it. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with time. you that everybody loves it because they do. <laughs> and this <laughs> level of degeneracy is acceptable only as far as. You know, conversation dictates. That's it, though. And how about this? How about this? In a short <laughs> season where you're trying to get as many games in as possible and yeah. possibly playing X, you know, however many doubleheaders. Yeah. Why not? Save innings. Now, that, see how it goes. that makes sense. We could see how it goes. And you know what? I think I hate it because I know how many people will love it. And if we ever did it, even <laughs> for a minute, it would never go the back contrarian. to the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> well... At least, at least it's not starting extra innings of the runner on second base. Okay, now that's absolutely true because that is because, almost the worst idea ever. Because I feel like that is like straight up. That's like little league. I mean, that's what we did in little league, right? Yeah, it's blasphemy. Man. And they did it's it in the just, minor leagues last year. And it, like, yeah, I, I know. I had to explain it over it. and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, because that just doesn't make sense. I feel like you, if you're going to do it, either you do it traditionally or shootout style because that makes sense i or really could do minor league hockey and and take take one player out of the field every inning to start <laughs> out with two outfielders and then four three infielders pretty soon <laughs> and there's then eventually a just the pitcher and the there. catcher and the yeah. pitcher's running out to left center to field the ball <laughs> <laughs> now see now you're on to something right no Absolutely not. No, no, I agree. That wouldn't work. I think this is the closest Freaking thing you can get to a shootout to make it quick. Doubleday is rolling in his grave right now, man. Oh, there's a lot of reasons Doubleday is rolling in his grave right now, let's yeah, be honest. That's, that's true. You're right. <laughs> You're so right about that. <laughs> well, anyways, speaking of work stoppage, and hopefully 
sooner than later getting things started again. I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit, but um, Major League Baseball is considering when it does start up again, um, playing playing games at the beginning of the season in empty spring stadiums. Yeah. Now, I think I think it's not a bad idea, actually, because you're not playing as Crash Davis describes them in these cathedrals, you know, where... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where the crack of the bat is echoing through, you know, thirty, forty thousand empty seats. It's just, it's a spring stadium. Heck, why not even just play them on the practice fields? They're just about as good, right? They're just about as good. Yep. So, I mean, you can play them on any of those any of those fields in the spring, the spring facilities, and I think I think it'd be great if they if they went ahead and and did that just to get things going. Now, it's better than Scott Boris's per. Uh, uh, proposal. Did you yes. see that? Yes. Talk about degeneracy. Oh, dude! Like that guy. Next time he has a thought, he just needs to let it go. <laughs> like, <laughs> just put them all in a bubble, quarantine everybody, and then have them. It's almost like walk from a tunnel from the bubble into the stadium. Like, no, no, it's not how that works. For how a, any of this works for a guy who is so savvy, seemingly. Right, and it's he's so capable. He'd make you think so, wouldn't he? Right, yeah. He's, he, it's just like, this made no sense. No, it made absolutely no sense at all. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's basically, I basically just described it. Yeah, yeah, um, he did. He wants all the players for every team to just live basically in tents at their practice <laughs> facility. Nobody in, nobody out. And you ride on the bus, everybody gets tested every day, which is not plausible. No. Because they're, as it as it goes, there aren't enough tests to go around. Yeah, not yet. And then, yeah, not yet. And, yeah, just, no. <laughs> no, 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 Scotty, Scotty B. B. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's our overlap <laughs> for the week. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. But I... I do think I do think that if they're going to get the season started sooner than later, it's going to have to be at the spring training facilities yes. with no fans. Yep, it is because that is the easiest way to manage things. I mean, I know not everybody's there still. Oh, but most people aren't. Yeah, yeah, they most of them have left. Yeah, but I do feel like you can get guys in a, a close area without too much exposure and and play those games. So, but I, I still think we're a ways away. Well, and it will eliminate what, interleague play if they do that, which I'm all about. <laughs> Not necessarily. You don't think so? I mean, if all the guys are in Florida, no, 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 Arizona. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily National League or American no, League because true. the Cubs are in Arizona. Yeah, you're right. That's true. And you got the Reds in in Arizona too, and the Dodgers. So it it really is just geographic. So you'd pretty much have. Everybody in, on the western side of the United States playing everybody on the eastern side of the United States. Mm-hmm. They'd have to definitely readjust the schedule, but yeah, yeah. I guess it would work, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the sooner we Wait get baseball, the better. And here's my opinion on this. This could not be a more prime opportunity for baseball. Nobody else is playing mm-hmm. anything right now. There's no sports at all. So the sooner baseball can get their act together and find a way to – start games and televise them, we are going to see new fans coming in like crazy. That's right. So yep. I, we've got – That is absolutely we right. We've got to make this happen, in my opinion. Major League Baseball has got to figure out a way to do it and expedite that process because it's just going to be good for the game all the way around. 
It's true. Yeah. I mean, I was texting you about, um, I, I guess it was a couple months ago now before all this went down that I was like, is it bad that I kind of hope the NFL goes into a strike season? Yeah, you did. <laughs> so that more people watch baseball. <laughs> and that's kind of how it would be right now is that baseball is the only thing on. Totally. There's nothing else going because I don't, I honestly don't think that the NBA is going to have a window to get everything in that they want no. to. Um, I don't think it's going to work out. Baseball is going to be the only thing that we have until football starts whenever. And um, I think it'd be good for the game. I think it'd be really good for the game if they can get it together because they can, it can be that rally cry like it was at nine 11, right. you know, when the Yankees went out and they, they played and president Bush went out and threw out the first pitch and everybody was patriotic and go baseball. Yeah. So yeah, we need that. We need that yeah. bad. Yeah. Yep. I think you're spot on with that. All right, well, one last thing, talking about players not being in training camp and everything. We've got Max Scherzer living in his house in Florida, and he's not just sitting around playing MLB The Show like a lot of guys are, (laughs) or seem to be. I'm not going to say anything about workouts, but he is actually working out. He has the Orioles catcher, Brian Holiday, and his wife are actually staying with him and his wife because they're all close friends and buddy-buddy from Scherzer's days and Holiday's days holidays days in detroit <laughs> so right. so scherzer and holiday are buddies their wives are buddies so they all just came together to stand at a house in florida and uh they're working out together i think that's awesome it is awesome yeah that's a super cool thing i didn't know this until you brought it up uh tonight actually and i thought wow that's yeah it's crazy it's super cool it's like really <laughs> yeah, forward thinking it it really is. It really is. I mean, you've got. Did you have you seen Marcus Stroman's uh, bullpen that he has wherever he's staying right no. now? So he has it set up on a dock, like on a on a pier. Okay. So he has a mound, and then he throws out to the water. I don't know who or what is, is catching that ball. So like, that's a cool idea. It yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. But he doesn't have a big league catcher there helping him out. Right. You know. So at least he doesn't appear to. And I th- I think honestly Scherzer's preparation is better as cool as Strowman's is. I think Scherzer's preparation is better. I mean, he's going to – he could potentially be in end of spring training form by the time he comes back into spring training 2.0. Right. Which you will know? give him a huge so, edge. Big time. Big time. Big time edge over everybody, which would in turn give the Nats an edge. And who knows? Short in season, anything can happen. Maybe we'll see a repeat Maybe. for the first time this century i don't know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome anyways well before we go take a break uh let's talk about covid19 real quick everybody please just stay home stay quarantined um don't go out and make unnecessary trips so that we can get this thing knocked out we can flatten the curve and get back to baseball and get back to our lives now let's go ahead and take a break for the uh, covid19 psa covid19 better known as coronavirus has spread throughout the world There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Welcome back, baseball family. In case you didn't notice, Brad and I are wearing brand new, brand new t-shirts. We also have pirate flags behind us. 
I don't know how you missed it unless you're listening instead of <laughs> instead of watching. That's right. Then you probably missed it completely, which is totally acceptable <laughs> for all of you listening. Shh, don't judge me. Leave me alone. Anyway, it's not your fault. It's ours. Here's the plan. Here's the, here's the idea. These these are our, our uh, pirate baseball T-shirts. We released them this weekend on our 9 Plus Us VIP group. It's very, very exciting. We've been holding off on this for a long time, but we knew that during the coronavirus craze, crisis, mm-hmm. craziness, chaos, whatever alliterative I think we should use, <laughs> we decided it was time to have some fun, and we dropped a, a new design. That's right. These, Brad is wearing one variation of the design. I am wearing the second variation of the design, um, and it's just a pirate design baseball themed you know yeah it's awesome so it's it's super cool so let me let me point something out here so on the skull you know you got like the skull and crossbones minus skull and cross bats okay but the thing that you probably can't see on the video is instead of like where there's like normally like a a skull fracture like you can see on my flag if you're watching on youtube it's baseball stitching so that's Super cool. And actually yep. if all the way down to the eye patch. Yeah, and actually if you watch um if you watched Wilson's segment when he hosted with me, there's a picture of us at a game at a game in Arizona and I am actually wearing this shirt because I wore it to uh the Peoria Sports Complex. So because I love it that much. It's fantastic. Yeah, we love these shirts. This um I'm wearing the more simple one. There's no cross bats. And there's no distressing on the shirt. It's just a simple, clean, white pirate flag. Now, one thing I want to tell you before we get into our games of the week, okay, is that these also come with a hat variation, which we will show you at the beginning of the next segment. So stay tuned, and we'll get into that. But these are live right now on the shop right now. Yes. Maybe, yeah. So you can jump. We'll put a link in the doobly-doo. Yes, there's always a link in the doobly-doo. (laughs) <laughs> just like there's always okay, money Brad. in the banana stand there's, let's hope so <laughs> unless you burn it down <laughs> $10,000 in the banana stand <laughs> mm-hmm. don't burn that down That's right don't do it okay yep. Brad which game did you watch this week man I watched probably one of my favorite games I've ever watched in my entire life I was 9 years old the 1995 ALDS Mariners versus Yankees. Okay. Oh, you would. Yeah, I would. This game was magical. And I haven't watched the whole game start to finish <laughs> since it happened. Okay. Yeah. Now I've seen I've seen the way the game ended. I'm gonna save spoilers in case you don't know. I've seen that <laughs> that walk off at least a million times. And I, I don't know if I'm I don't oh, think I'm yeah. exaggerating because I watch it on a semi regular basis. Anytime I come across it, I watch it. Now <laughs> So this, like I said, Game 5, ALCS, um, 1995, Mariners hosting the Yankees in the Kingdome, which looking back and watching this game, by the way, is like Seattle's version of the Trop. (laughs) It was not good. (laughs) I was so young when I went there uh, because I actually went the next year after this season. I went to a game, and uh, yeah, it was... It was magical because I was at a big league, big league stadium. But at the same time, looking back, not good, not not a nice building <laughs> yeah. at all. So yeah, so this was a, actually a really really good game, back and forth. 
Um, you had this guy, Andy Bennis, start the game for the Mariners, who I honestly like don't remember him at all. Do not remember Andy Bennis. I remember saying his name after because I watched the game. Um, my aunt and uncle bought me the VHS of that season because yeah. the Mariners, of course, are going to put one out because that was an awesome season. I remember watching that a thousand times probably that year and then um, knowing Andy Bennis' name, but it kind of faded out of my memory. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that guy. So he came out and he pitched really well. Um, by the time he exited the game, though, in the seventh inning, he went six and two thirds. It was four to two Yankees. And it looked like, I mean, Tony Fernandez was unstoppable. He had two doubles. Um, Don Mattingly was, I guess he only had, he had one double. He had a ground rule double down the left field line. But he's one of those mm-hmm. guys who anytime he stepped up to the plate, it was like, ugh. <laughs> What's he going to do? You worry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Donnie baseball. Yeah. So speaking of which, let's go through real quick. I just want to go through the lineup. You had yeah. Wade Boggs, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, Ruben Sierra, Don Mattingly, Dion James, Mike Stanley, Tony Fernandez, Randy Velarde, and David Cohn started the game. Yep. And I think it goes without saying that's the team that they won the World Series the next year, didn't they, in 96? Yeah. Yeah, for a good reason. Those guys. Did, that's a little bit of a different a little bit of a different roster, but yeah. 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 Yeah, because I think I think the next year is when Jeter started at shortstop, and yeah. uh, which is funny because you saw him in several shots throughout the game. He never made it into the game, but you did see yeah, him. He was there though, wandering around the dugout, which was really cool to see a really young Derek Jeter. Um, so he looks like a little boy. He did. He did look like a little boy. It was insane. so funny. So young. Um, so, anyways, for me, the game didn't really get like really good until the eighth inning when the Mariners came back. They scored two runs in the eighth inning. Griffey hit a one-out shot to right field, and it just, like, watching that home run just brought back all the feels. Like, oh, yes, I miss it so much, watching a Griffey home run to right field because it's fantastic. It's magical. Yeah. And then Cone, you know, he pretty much gassed at that point, walked the bases loaded. And at one point, uh, Lou Pinella, who – was managing the Mariners at the time. Was looking around, looking up and down the look up and down the bench, uh, looking for somebody to pinch run for Tino Martinez on second base, and who comes out of the clubhouse? But a <laughs> recently twenty year old Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's coming out, they're saying, yeah. "This is a youngster with a bright future, shortstop of the future for the Mariners." It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's so crazy. <laughs> he's so young and so green. Just watching him come out there, it looks like he's. I mean, he, he kind of looked like a little bit like deer in headlights. Like he, you could tell he was confident, but at the same time, like it was a big moment for him. And just kind of like looking around, checking everything out, taking it all in. It looked. It was really cool to see that young of an Alex Rodriguez again. He right. ended up scoring the tying run, uh, four to four. Uh, nothing eventful in the ninth inning. Randy Johnson comes in to shut down the Yankees for a couple innings, but then in the top of the eleventh inning, you get um, you get. Let me let me scroll down here real quick to remind myself who it was. Um, you had let's see, Tony Fernandez got one of his two doubles, ended yeah. up on second base, and then you have uh, who was it came in. Nope, sorry. Mike Stanley got, he walked, and then that's what it was. That was a different inning that 
Fernandez because Fernandez had two doubles in that game, so that's why I was thinking that one's one of them. Sorry, uh, Mike yeah, Stanley okay, walks. Tony Fernandez bunts him over. That's what it was. So you've got uh, Stanley stand on second base, gets uh, Pat Kelly pinch runs for him, and then Velarde hits a single to left field, and Kelly comes around and scores, and the Yankees are up five to four. And at that point, like the Kingdom is just like everybody's just like stunned. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, and you and they walk. Um, they walk Bernie Williams to get to Paul O'Neill. Got two on, two out. <clears throat> Yankees have a chance to ice it with Paul O'Neill up. Yeah, and he yes. strikes out looking against Randy Johnson because lefties could not hit that guy. Could oh, not. I know. I would have hated. I would have been so afraid for my entire life if I was a lefty having to face Randy Johnson. Like that's what nightmares no are made of, for sure. Yeah. All right. So, all six, seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. 6'10. He's 6'10. 6'10. That's right. He's yeah. way bigger than huge. Whatever he's, the yeah, next ginormous. Ginormous. There you go. <laughs> so you go to the bottom of the 11th. Last hope. You know, Mariners have this magical season. It's like, well, it's a good ride. That's going to be the end of it. No. Joey Cora gets a single. Bunt single. He go. He's running down first base, and um, I want to say Don yeah, Mattingly bunt, fielded it. A bunt single, yes, yes, uh, yeah. He so he bunted it down the first base line. I want to say Mattingly fielded it and went to tag him. And he kind of he he kept his feet inside of that lane that the runner has to stay in on his way down to first base, right? But he yeah. kind of contorted his body, like bent his back, and it was like yeah. it was crazy to see him do it. Avoided the tag, <laughs> dove in, touched first base, safe. Okay. Now this is the first wow. time. This is the first at bat Griffey has had all game with somebody on base because Cora hit a solo home run in the third inning, and they said, you know, you you, you want to have Griffey up with nobody on base. Well, unfortunately, you're down one nothing because Cora hit a home run. He had three home runs all season. He hits one a big one in the third <laughs> inning. Right. <laughs> of course he does, right? Um, and yes. that. And if you're wondering, yes, Joey Cora is Alex Cora's older brother. And par- and personally, right. if you ask me, the better of the two players. But that's neither here yeah. nor there. Anyway, so you've got Cora on first base after a bunt single. Griffey singles up the middle of the center field. Cora goes first to third. So you've got first and third, nobody out. Who comes up? Edgar freaking Martinez. <laughs> Holy smokes, you guys. A guy... Who is in the Hall of Fame because of this moment, arguably. Well, partially because of this or, moment, but really because of the DH. I mean, they talked about right, it in the game. That, they said if, there, if it wasn't for the DH, he wouldn't be in the game anymore. I I didn't realize. I always knew you know he couldn't play third base, but I didn't realize it was because he had a knee injury that essentially would have ended his career. Yeah. That, well, that's and, why, but I mean, as my dad. That's right. That's why, as my dad says, Edgar Martinez runs like he's mad at the ground. <laughs> uh, because yeah. because of that knee problem, but so Harry comes up, and it was magical, a magical moment. It was just it was unreal. Oh one count gets a ball. It looked, it looked like kind of middle in, and he just turned on it and smoked it right down the third baseline. Went down into the corner. Cora scores easily to tie the tie the game. And before this moment, I never thought of Ken Griffey Jr. as a speedster. I always just thought right. of. He's got the arm, he can field, he can hit. I did not think of <laughs> the guy's got wheels because he came around from first yeah. base and he beat the throw by 
half a second or so. Well, you know, way more it, than it should have been. Yeah. Way more than it should have been. I think there's only a couple guys on that roster who could have made that. Yeah. Who could have made it all the way around. He beat the throw with safe Mariners win 5-4. to four. And who's there to greet him? Cora, obviously, because he's 90 feet away on third base waiting to score. But also yep. Alex Rodriguez holding a bat, telling him, get down! So, <laughs> two of my favorite, two of my three favorite Mariners ever. Griffey scoring the run. A-Rod telling him to get down and score. It's pretty cool to see, I guess, kind of the present and, and recent future, I guess, or near future right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was cool. And like I said, the first time I watched that game since it was live and every, all the all the feels, got all the feels, you guys. It was really cool. I don't know what <laughs> game I'm going to watch next because I feel like everything just kind of pales in comparison to the 95 slide. Yeah. The I'm going to put the link slide. to the game. I'm going to put the link to the game in the doobly-doo so you can go watch it if you'd like. Uh, Yankee fans, it's probably pretty painful, especially watching David Cohn kind of gas out there at the end. Yeah, um, we don't like that game. <laughs> but if you're a Yankee hater or a Mariner fan, it's a great watch. It's an absolutely so great watch. Everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone else in the world, you will love that game because it's, <laughs> it's a, it, was, it was amazing. It was so amazing yeah. to watch that game again. So much fun, and I'm looking forward to watching others kind of like that as, as we – continue into however long this whole mess goes so yeah for sure right, well, hopefully they keep now the vaults open long enough yeah yeah i think that i think they will i think they'll be able to i think they'll keep it long enough I think so, so brig now that i've yeah. gone nostalgic what did you watch this week okay so i wanted a game i don't remember okay um, i want i wanted a fresh one-off game and i was Let's see, in 1991, I was four. So, mm-hmm. you know, no chance of me remembering this game. Mm-hmm. But this, I watched the 1991 World Series Game 7, Twins, Bra- uh, Braves. Nice. In the Metrodome, or whatever they called it. Yeah, the yeah, Homer Dome. Metrodome. The Homer, yeah, right. The Homer Dome. <laughs> it's the Homer Metrodome. Dude, I'll, I'll look up. I'll look up the name while you talk. But yeah, that's it's no, something it's, to do with that. It's the it's the I got it right here. It's the H Humphrey Metrodome. Hubert H. Yeah, Humphrey the Homer Humphrey Metrodome. Metrodome. Yeah, yeah. With that carpet. Mm-hmm. That was and this weird right green. Field. Yeah, the whole thing was weird. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was, and it, it's funny that you brought up a crappy field in your nostalgia game this year <laughs> or to this week, and I did too. I brought up a crappy field. I know there are <laughs> Twins fans out there who love the Metrodome. I know that. Oh, yeah, there's Mariner fans who love the Kingdom. I know. But the rest of baseball is like, what? Why? <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. So keep your memories, and that's wonderful, but let's all acknowledge that that a trop situation has been around for a long time. Okay. Yeah. The the important context here, there are a couple things you got to know. Kirby Puckett is the man at this time, okay, which we all knew. But he walks it off to force a Game 7 um, with a walk-off homer, okay, in Game 6. Mm-hmm. It was just absolutely epic. Um, so we go, to, we go to the Metrodome Game 7, and the starting pitchers are John Smoltz for the Braves and Jack Morris for Minnesota. Now, the reason that's important, not only did they start, and it's fact, but John Smoltz um, grew up watching Jack Morris. In fact, 
Jack Morris was John Smoltz's idol, was his hero growing up. He would sit there and watch Jack Morris play, and then he would go outside and try to pitch like Jack Morris when he was a kid. Nice. So here they are facing each other in Game 7 of the World Series. That's amazing. And Smoltz, who's now in the Hall of Fame, had uh, just a real crappy second half that 91 season. Super young guy at the time. Morris is in the peak of his career, just right at the pinnacle. Um, and the game goes scoreless through seven. <laughs> <laughs> just get that out of the way, okay? Scoreless through seven. It's absolutely ridiculous. Then in the eighth inning, there's a 3-2-3 double play, which is amazing. Ground ball to first base. First base throws to home. The catcher throws back to first base. Double play. Literally amazing. If you haven't seen that, you got to go see that. All right. <laughs> then Smoltz gives up a base hit, and Bobby Ho Bobby Cox come out with the hook and takes him out in the eighth. Okay, he went three and a th or seven and a third. They pull him out, and this is back when pitchers – got to pitch you know so um then they go a double play retires the the bottom of the eighth scoreless okay then then nothing happens other than phenomenal pitching through the 10th inning all the way through the bottom of the 10th inning <laughs> and you're sitting there like wow this is great right this is <laughs> this is amazing it's a clinic and mm -hmm. guess who is still pitching for minnesota it's jack morris he's still in there of course, because they went 200 pitches back then. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> so in the bottom of the 10th with Pena on the mound for Atlanta, um, he throws a fly ball to shallow left, and that puts runners on. Okay, And then Minnesota bunts up the third baseline again. We both picked a game with a bunt in it, to like a pivotal yeah. one. Yeah, because those are the best one. That's the, I just love small ball. So, oh yeah, yeah. A bunt up the third baseline advances the go ahead runner all the way to third base. Now we got the go ahead runner on third base. Bottom of the tenth inning. Um. Then they the uh, the Braves intentionally walk Kirby Puckett and whoever was out next to load the bases, and it's you're sitting there thinking. Now, now, just what in the heck is going on here? <laughs> Why would you load the bases? Scoreless. Oh, my word. It was absolutely So they watched ridiculous. Kirby Puckett and Kent Urbeck. Yeah, Kent Urbeck. I've got the thing pulled up here, but I like my notes better. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> just kidding. Yes, Kent Urbeck. So then they get a base hit to left center. Gene Larkin walks it off. Twins win one to nothing. Um, it's like <laughs> in the bottom of the 10th. At home, Game 7 of the World Series, on carpet. Jack Morris is John Smoltz's hero. Uh, mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Like, the stories. The game itself was great if you love great pitching, but the stories are the best part of baseball every single time. And this right. game was full of great stories. Jack yeah. Morris said he got a, a standing ovation when he walked on the field after warm-ups. Wow. The, the crowd was just going crazy. Kirby Puckett, mm -hmm. same thing. People were chanting Kirby Puckett's name. 
on his way in, especially after a game six walk off to force a game seven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. fantastic. Jack Morris pitched the entire game, bro, all the way through the bottom of the 10th inning. It's insane. That's so I much. I mean, he's it, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, he threw 126 um, pitches. Yeah. Don't look at now stop looking at stop looking at the baseballreference.com because I have a trivia <laughs> question for you. I have a trivia question okay. for you. All right. All right, I'll look away. I'll look away. Jack Morris. See, this is I get to quiz you. It's fun. I now know why you do it. Jack Morris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jack Morris was selected in the 5th inning by Detroit in 1976 draft okay the the fifth round of the yeah sorry fifth round of the 76 draft by detroit out of which university baseball program um oof i'm just gonna throw one out there and say ucla no i'll give you one more guess if you want it that is inaccurate can you give me a hint can you give me a hint because that's a pretty broad question it would not be expect it's unexpected unexpected i'm gonna say some juco somewhere brigham young university no way yeah dude i did not know that well you know what though i mean that means that byu had two alumni um with wins like back to back yep because rick aguilera won game six and he came out of byu too he did yeah and i actually I saw him a couple years ago. Did you really? When I was, yeah, I was at, I was at Target Field for a conference. Oh, that's and, right. And um, yeah, so I got to, I got to cover the game. I was in the, I was in the press box. I was talking to the, the press box secretary, and I was doing an interview with her because she's been there for like, forever, mm-hmm. and she was super cool to talk to. But, but he went walking through. She's like, "Do you know who that was?" I was like, "Yeah, that's Rick Aguilera." She's like, "You sure know your baseball players?" I was like, I had like <laughs> ten of his baseball cards growing up. That's the yeah. only reason I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember watching him, but I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember the face and I remember the name for sure. Totally. Well, I'm from yeah. Provo, Orem, Utah, so like, right? Yeah. BYU is that's a huge a deal. deal. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's cool. So anyway, yeah, Jack Morris, BYU grad, BYU alumnus, right alumni, whatever. You I call did not, him. I did not know that about Jack Morris. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either until I was looking it up for this show. But that was mm-hmm. a really cool. Cool nugget. Very interesting. Very cool. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it. Well, before we go to break, I've got a quick update that I want to share with everybody. Oh, I've been playing Super Nintendo every day. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so much fun. You play it, it every day, Brig. Dude, yeah, I've played nine games in the last week it. and a half. So currently, I am six and three. That's right. I've lost three game, three games. Mm-hmm. I, I typically I lose the opener against each team, right? Like I play the yeah. Rangers, Twins, and Royals, and the Twins and the Royals both just like ran me right out of the stadium in both <laughs> of the openers. Like, so one thing that's funny is on King Griffey Junior Baseball after after you finish the game, it has like a headline, like a newspaper headline, and it was for both games. It was twins hammer mariners royals hammer mariners like yeah i know just leave it alone <laughs> leave it just alone, leave it alone. <laughs> but i was playing so today's saturday uh the fourth april 4th and i actually had something happen that i've never had happen before oh wow yes i won in a walk-off oh no way i've i have never won especially the walk-off home run is down two i needed three and i hit a three-run home run to walk it off 
Nice. It was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting, I'll be honest. Okay, which so. team is represented in your game? Like, what year are these rosters? It's, it's the it's the 93 rosters. Okay. So, like, when I play the Royals, so the only player who actually has, like, their actual name is Ken Griffey. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if they couldn't get the rights to other players. They just thought it would be fun to use, like, jokes. But, like, I noticed <laughs> when I was playing the Royals that the number three hitter is number five. He's a DH. Mm-hmm. In 1993, who was number five DHing for the Royals? George Brett. It was George Brett. Yes. Yeah. So ah, take that trivia. So the, the players. <laughs> <laughs> so the players like the like if if you look at the numbers and the positions, everything is like accurate, but they don't have their actual names matching up with them. Oh yeah, right. Rights. Got to be right. So, so like yeah, it had to have been. So like the Mariners, the shortstop is technically Omar Vizquel. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got right field. You still got J, still got Jay Buhner as the right fielder, and he's jacked. It's so funny because he is like he's humongous. <laughs> and then you've got Tino Martinez as playing first base. You've got Edgar Martinez as the DH. You know, you've got I think Vince Coleman is the left fielder technically, yeah. and uh, and then like I don't know who played second base, but Mike Blowers is the third baseman. So, um, <clears throat> and that was the year before Dan Wilson got there. So I don't know who the catcher is. But uh-huh. like I, I pretty much know most of the guys on that roster because I, I just kind of did at the time. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to go through and recognize different players. Um, like I think Bo Jackson might still be represented on the Royals. Yeah, I don't know for sure though. I'll have to look that up. That's why I wanted but to know like who, who's a get back. what year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and it's really nostalgic because that's a game that I grew up playing a ton. Yeah, um, I found that fielding is still really hard. <laughs> yes, <and>, really slow. <laughs> um, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so hard. It is. It's oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. But I refuse to turn on auto fielding. And I actually had a conversation with somebody on Twitter about this this week. Mm. Um, there is a sorry. I'm gonna. I'm. Just, this is one last thing before we go to oh, a break. Say it. Yeah, I don't go. want the segment to get too long. Um, so I was, I was talking with somebody on Twitter who actually runs a, uh, he does like vintage gaming and he's actually doing the same thing, but what he's doing is going through the actual calendar on the season. And for me, Mm. because it's pirated, um, the, the season mode doesn't work. So I'm just doing single game every time and picking the teams and the stadium and everything. But, but we were talking about. Uh, about how hard it is to field on that game that like it's so unpredictable because you don't know if somebody's gonna be playing straight up and you don't know if they're gonna be moved over a little bit because sometimes the ball get hit right to you straight up sometimes it'll get blown right by you yeah when you're playing when you think that the guy's playing straight up so it's kind of unpredictable but that's part of what makes it fun and hard at the same time i don't know cool it's a good time though i like it having fun with it yeah i like it that's awesome yeah i'll have another update next week about Excellent. Probably how much Wilson beat me because since he's home from school and I'm working <laughs> from home, then we have more time to play. Yeah, so I'll, for I'll sure. Probably play with him more this week than than with the computer. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Anywho, let's take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about baseball etiquette. How much do you know? Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home to stay. Don't win, it's a shame. 
four, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball strips at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Okay, first, Brad mentioned um, a Twitter conversation that he had, and we actually wanted to give him a shout-out specifically. So, Brad, what's that guy's Twitter handle? It's uh, at ersatz, E-R-S-A-T-Z underscore cats, ersatz cats. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with a retro video game Ah, um, because he says he's a retro video game enthusiast. So, good little conversation with him about Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. It was a lot of fun to talk to somebody about that. That's clever wordplay. I thought so. I like yeah. that. He must be very erudite. <laughs> okay. Here, <laughs> here uh, we wanted to show you the the f- new pirate hats that we have. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, Brad, should we don Yeah, them? I'm showing off the snap right now. Ooh, it's a snapback. Oh, yeah. It's a snapback. <laughs> guess you can't guess why. <laughs> Obviously, uh, they got the 9 Plus Us logo on the side, the swoop logo, as we call yep, it. that's right. And at the very front, it has the traditional crossed bats yeah. behind a skull with the eye patch baseball stitching. That's right. And I'm going to put this bad boy on right now. I was able to get mine on smoothly, so nobody, well, you kind of saw my bald head, but not 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 as much. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that as much as possible, but what do you do, you know? There is so much piracy in this oh, video right now. Ha, shirt. Flags. Yes. It's a lot. Love it. It's a lot. It's coming at you fast. Yeah, it is. We're considering these are Corona. We're the Corona Pirates. <laughs> corona right Pirates. Right now. Because it has stolen so much from us, we decided we would pillage right along with it. Or, or steal back. So we here steal we back are. From it. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. We're, you can't. We got zero chill, <laughs> zero. Taking it right back. Okay, so let's talk about baseball etiquette. Yeah, we stumbled onto uh, a couple of questions that uh, we thought would be interesting to discuss, mm-hmm. and in um, and we're gonna do that here and now with you all. So let's find out what you know. Quiz yourself along mm-hmm. with us. And uh, at the same time, we're going to talk about whether some of these are ridiculous or not. I think that's the best way to handle this. What do you think, Brad? I I think that's perfect wording. Is it ridiculous or is it not? Well, and since my audio just skipped again, I will. uh, Yes. Brad, is it ridiculous or not? That's where we're at. Okay. (laughs) Quiz yourself (laughs) along with us. All right. Here we go. Technical difficulties. Well, you know. All right. I'm asking you first. If an outfielder is coming on or off the field, Brad, where should they avoid walking? The pitcher's mound. Yep, that's right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like most people who play this, like I didn't ever have this issue because I'm a catcher. I just, you know, straight to and from home plate in the dugout, whatever. But one yep. incident does come directly to mind with this. Do you know which one I'm talking about with uh, Alex Rodriguez? No. So he was going, he's headed back to the dugout. I think he was a long fly out, and I think he was between first and second, came back and ran across the mound. And Dallas Braden took exception to that. 
and there was a big ordeal. Uh-huh, he was yelling, uh-huh. get off my mound. And he's like, it's not your mound. He's like, get off my mound. It's not your mound. So, <laughs> But Dallas Braden made a big deal about it, and that was the first thing that came immediately to mind when I saw that question. I love it. So funny. Um, should you or should you not get a hot dog during the national anthem? Probably not. Probably remove your hat, put it over your heart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have, how about this, Brit? Super duh. Have you ever been in the hot dog okay. line when the national anthem is being sung? Oh, I am almost every <laughs> single time am I in the hot dog line. <laughs> the game could be running. The, anthem is- the game could be running five minutes late. You get up, ah, I'm going to get a dog. Oh, yeah. Sure enough, they sing the national anthem as soon as you get in line. Every time. Every time, yeah. man. Every single time. Or they could sing yeah. it early no, because. That is a like, regular occurrence. Now's the time. Go get, go get a dog. Oh, they're singing the national anthem right now? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or worse, when it's just a minor league game, it's like Thursday or Friday, and it's, you know, okay, let's say it's Thirsty Thursday, and you're rolling in a little bit, like, too close to on time. Uh-huh, yeah. And the guy is wanding you <laughs> at the gate while the anthem starts, and you're, like, staring at him, and he's staring at you, and you're like, what do we do? <laughs> Your arms are out. Your arms are out to your side. You've got you've got your wallet and your phone and your keys in your right hand. You can't take your hat off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And the guy's like, happens to me sometimes. Sometimes. And you know what you do? You take one step back. You remove your hat. You face the flag, and then you start over. That's good to know. That's that's good information to have right there. I like that. Yeah, that's what I would do. Very that's what good. I always do. So very good. All right. All right. If your team is down, okay, this is a great question. If your team is losing, when do you leave? You don't. You wait till the game is over. Man, see, Brad, <laughs> you know things. <laughs> well, that could. That's exactly the right answer. I mean, it's, okay, I, especially with baseball. Like, I get it with basketball, football. There's only so much time in the game. You don't. Like, there gets to be a point where the game is over before it's over, right? But with baseball, you got to get 27 outs, man. You got 27 outs to catch up. Stay for the end of the game. I don't care if you're down 10 runs. Like, and And it happens all the time. It does. And, you know, it gives, sometimes it gives a little trivia with these answers when you give them. And it says the greatest comeback in MLB history is 12 runs. The last time it was accomplished was in 2001 by the Cleveland Indians. Brig, trivia for you. Do you know who they were playing? Oh. Uh, I specifically remember nope. this game. I don't know. Sunday Night Baseball, August of 2001. I was driving to Utah with my family. We were listening to the game on the radio. We were driving to Utah to visit some family. Indians and Mariners on Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, really? Yep. And the Mariners were up. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is so fun to listen to. This is awesome. The Mariners are going to win. And we were, seriously, man, the middle of nowhere. We're driving. We're barely getting a signal. We're listening <laughs> as the Indians full-on come back from being down 12 runs. Oh, man. I, yeah, like that game is so burned in my mind. I want somebody else to come back from 12 or 13 runs so that one does not keep getting brought up because <laughs> it hurts so bad. Yeah. In fact, I think we were driving to Utah for my sister's wedding. Now that I think about it. Nice. Yeah, it was. You all got there bummed out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Okay, so next question. And this one's a little more, um, 
you know, like seasoned baseball fans know this, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe maybe newer fans don't. If you're if if this thing is happening, you never ever talk about it. Oh yeah, right? never. Yep. You don't you don't bring it up. You don't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. You don't acknowledge it in any way. What is this thing, Brad? This thing is a no hitter. Yes. Yeah, because if you bring it up, it like it like gets in the ether and it might eventually get into the pitcher's ear and then he's in his head about it. Yeah. You know? Like Yeah. Don't talk about it. I was it. listening to David Sampson this week talking about God, I can't remember which pitcher it is. I just just barely came to my mind. But whatever pitcher for the for the Marlins, he pitched the top of the ninth inning and he thought he's like they got the third out and he was out there celebrating on the mound. It's like, no, dude, the game's tied. We gotta go hit to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> so they walked off. Yeah. He was on deck. They got the, you know they finished the no hitter, but like he was so unaware of anything else. Like didn't know the score. Probably barely knew the inning. You know and like, right, <laughs> just a machine. Yeah, yeah. So you, you don't want to get that in the pitcher's ear. I agree with you, man. And that is a baseball rule that you should not ever break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're sitting next to me in the stands and there's a no hitter going on and you lean over to say something, I'll probably shush you just in case that's oh, what you're going to say. It should just be like, like a little, a little nod. Just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. just, just look at each other and that, yeah, yep. nothing should be verbalized ever. That's right. <laughs> yep. And baseball, look, look, if you're new to baseball or whatever, we are a superstitious bunch. Okay. <laughs> so superstitious. It is ridiculous. We know it's ridiculous. We know it's absurd. Uh-huh. We don't care. <laughs> we're going to rub our worry stone and we're going to hop on one foot and take our hat off and put it around, put it on inside out and, and, you know, spit seeds, just one, hold seeds just in one side of the face, just in one cheek. Yep. You know, I mean, we're going to do stupid things that we are convinced are impacting the universal experience. I know that is 100% correct. It's hilarious. Yep. Going to sit in the same spot in the dugout if there's a rally. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All of it. All totally. Of it. Yes. Yep. If I'm so. Oh man. I yeah. I have all kinds of things that I do. <laughs> so, I just am a neurotic. You know. I'm like totally not even a closet neurotic. I'm that's just the thing neurotic. That's funny. Is I'm not superstitious at all. Like with anything, unless it comes to sports, then it's like. Oh shoot! They had a rally last inning when I was sitting over there. I better go yeah. sit back over there. You know, if like if I got up to get a drink or yes. something between innings, like <laughs> I had to fi- sit in the exact same spot. How was my? How was the? How was the pillow cushion? Like how was that situated? Uh, was it on the right side, left yeah. side? Uh, was I lean? Did I have my foot up on the couch? I don't remember. Oh, I gotta figure this out. Or else- totally. Oh! Was my jersey buttoned? To, <laughs> did Did I have the all of them unbuttoned, or was it just the top button, or was it the top two buttons? Did I have my hat on all the way? Was it just kind of sitting on my head? Oh <laughs> man, which yeah. way the car? Oh, oh, man. I don't remember. <laughs> totally, d- totally. Lose your mind over it, but still, it's it's what you do. It's what you do. It's just what you do. It's a huge part of it, mm-hmm. and everybody. Yeah, if you don't know that, you should know that. Yeah. All familiar. right, this one. Uh, okay, w- what should you never do after you hit a ho- uh, after you hit the ball? Specifically, okay. a home run. Yeah, specifically a home run. As I say, it's kind of vague, but it says throw the bat. That's that's the answer. But I do disagree with that because if you hit a home run, celebrate it, pimp it. I don't care. Flip your bat, whatever. Do it because it's awesome. A home run is mm-hmm. the pinnacle of achievement. That's why they say, "Hey, great presentation. You knocked it out of the park. Home run." Yeah, it's the best you can do. Yeah, celebrate it. You should flip that bet. Yeah, I feel I like that one's being phased out. 
Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. I'm skipping that next question because it's dumb. Yes. Um, <laughs> what should you not do? We're pulling these questions from a source that we will not name for the sake of copyright or whatever. But what should you not do? The doobly do. It will be in the doobly do. Yeah. What should you <laughs> not do if <laughs> if you hit a home run, Brad? This one piggybacks on that last one. Admire it, and I think you should take a look, watch it, watch it go. I disagree. Still, because I, I'm I'm okay with a bat flip, but. But don't stand in the box, man. Okay, so there's I feel like there's a fine line. Like on referring to Bull Durham once again. That that part where, where Crash <laughs> Davis tells the guy what's coming and he hits it up and he hits the bull, right? And he stands there and he's watching it and he watches it hit the bull and then he kinda stands stands there for just like a little bit too long. Yeah. Yep. That's a thing. You can you can admire it for too long. But think of it this way. You're an artist, right? Sure. You can you complete your your painting, you've got your canvas. What are you gonna do when you finish it? You stand back and look at it. Stand back and look and look at it. It's your totally. art. That home run is your work of art. Stand back, take a look at it, see what you've done, see what you've created. This monstrous home run. Because if it's just if it's gonna just barely clear the wall and possibly get caught, you better be running and stand on second if that ball hits the hits the wall, right? But yeah, if it's a totally. towering home run, you, there's no doubt about it. Take a look at what you've just accomplished. Absolutely. Hmm. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. All right. I do agree. I think there's a fine line there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fine line is so fine that it moves. Yes. You know, but honestly, mm-hmm. if you're still in the box, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> That's all. I'll climb down out of the, say, big, the upper deck. Punch you in the face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if a fielder does this thing, Brad, a pitcher is not supposed to show his frustration. Makes an what error. What is this thing that he does? Makes an error. Yeah. And why? Why? Explain to people why. So this is what my high school coach always told us. He said, errors are going to happen. Errors are, are a part of the game. It's just, it's just what happens, right? Like, and he said, I'm fine with errors because of that, as long as you're doing everything you're supposed to. Because there's sometimes there, you just you can't help it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's there true. could be a pebble in the middle of the dirt somewhere. Um, you could get, like, just the wrong glare if you're in the outfield, just the wrong glare of the sun off the grandstand, and it can catch your eye. Just the exact wrong moment, you can miss the ball, right? Yep. yep. So errors are going to happen. It's just part of the game. There's a reason they keep track of it because, right, you know, it, it, it happens all the time. So even the best players commit errors. So it's true, and yeah. So you, you, as a pitcher, you can't you can't be frustrated about it because that could like, that could wreck a guy, right? Yeah, like they can pile up really fast. They can get real ugly. So just hey, you'll get them next time. That's all you got to do. Right. Keep your head up. Well, and it's all about the one fight, one team kind of mentality for uh-huh. me, right? Like yeah. you're still teammates. You're still doing the best you can. Um. And it's not your place as the pitcher to pull that guy out or what you know, make a roster change or give him a pep talk or whatever. They have coaches and managers for that. So Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Exactly. So another no hitter question. If if the opposing team is the pitcher is throwing a no no, mm-hmm. what are you not supposed to do as the opposing team? Okay. I don't agree with it, but you're not supposed to bunt. 
Right. Because if you're losing, you're you're getting no hit. What do you need? To, you need to get on base. Like play to win. The, you play you to win the base. game. You know, if that's what it takes. Yes. Like part of part of a no no is everybody doing their part to get the outs. Yeah. And and if you're if you're like, oh, it's a no no. I can just play back. He's not going to bunt. Like that takes away part of the game. So yep. I think it's I think it's a bad one. I don't like it. I um, think it's bad etiquette as well. I think you should absolutely bunt to get on base. But yep. if you see this in a game, if you see a no-hitter going, what we call a bid, right, a no-hit bid, yep. and a guy drags a bunt or something, that you know people are going to get super, super upset, and that's mm-hmm. why. It's, it's like a cardinal – well, maybe not cardinal, but it's one of those unwritten rules yeah. that you don't – Yeah. You don't bunt. Yeah, and I don't agree um, with it. I think I think you you play twenty seven outs to win the game, like we said. And if and and here's the thing. If you're a guy who bunts, absolutely, like go ahead. But if you're not if you're a power yeah. hitter and you're just up there to bunt to try to get on base, like yeah, I can kinda see it. Because yeah, that's I mean, not necessarily what you're doing. It's kinda petty at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time with a bunt, see, you're just trying to get any, anything thing. going. That's exactly how I feel. Now, if it's the bottom of the ninth and you drag a bunt, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> or, or the top of the ninth, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like now, that's where my line is. It's like, come on, man. And but I, again, at I the still same think it's time, okay as long as you're a bunter. Right. Yes, I can see that. But you know, for like, me, it's like, I'm. it's not my job to help you get a no-hitter. Yeah, exactly right. I'm trying to not get no-hit because that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing is. to get no-hit. Right. So... Like, and why is baseball so sanctimonious to think that that pitcher needs your help? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if if a guy like D Gordon gets up there in in the ninth inning and and drags a bunt, it's like okay, that's what he does. But if like totally, totally, if Aaron totally. Judge were to get up there and be like, I can't, I'm not seeing the ball well, I'm not hitting the ball at all. Obviously, like I just got to want to get something going. I'm gonna drop a bunt. Like that's where you're like, okay, yeah, no, that's not what you do, buddy. It's not your role. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's kind of where I come in on it. Okay, next question. I think this one's important because it's been a problem in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Bobby Cox for a minute. But, okay, if a pitcher is getting pulled out of the game for any reason at any point, he is supposed to give the ball to the manager. Right. Okay, he's not supposed to drop the ball in the dirt on the mound. He's not supposed to give it to the catcher or any of the infielders that might have showed up to send him out. Or throw it he's over the center field fence. Or throw it over the <laughs> center field fence. I was waiting for it. <laughs> that, looking back, that's so funny. It's still funny. It's the best example ever. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. We got to find a link for that and put it in the doobly doo. I will. So I'm going to. For anybody who doesn't about. know, Trevor Bauer got taken out of a game right before he got traded to Cincinnati last year. And as he, as Terry Francona was coming to take him out, he wheeled around and just crow hopped once and threw the ball over the center field fence. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's my a gosh, major faux pas. It. Like, it's oh, so disrespectful, man. you know? So funny. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, let's, let's end on science dealing. <laughs> we've talked enough about that one. I was going to say, let's skip that. Yeah. Let's, let's end on the one after that though. All right, good. Let's, we're not going to do all these questions. Um, 
who should fans tip at baseball games? Okay, if you're going to give somebody a tip at a baseball game, who should it be? Here are your options, baseball family. You can tip the vendors, the ticket sellers, the ticket collectors, or the security personnel. So Those who's, are your options. Who's the right person to tip? Mm-hmm. I got the now, vendors. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Vendors, that's who I would tip as well. I wouldn't tip. Now, there are people on this list, or not on this list, that I would tip. Like valet parking. Yes. That's We've talked about that. You, you you can tip them. If you're going to check a stroller into guest services or family services or a car seat mm-hmm. or something like that, like you, it's okay to tip them too. Um, but, but particularly the beer guy or the hot dog guy or whatever coming around with cotton candy and peanuts, tip those people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When we were in, when we were in Phoenix, uh, we were actually at Peoria sports complex. Uh, there was a guy who, first off, he was awesome. He like, he came down and got everything ready. And first he goes, get your overpriced beer here. But anybody who <laughs> tipped, you always knew when he got tipped throughout the entire game. Cause he would yell as loud as he could. And he'd point down to the person. We got a tipper. We got a tipper. Yeah. Let everybody know. And, you know, this guy's tipping cause he knows what's up. So yeah, yeah. It, the, it was the, good. The, the, the vendor thing is an art. It's it's not look, for some people it's menial, but there's a select few out there, the elite vendors yep. who if you go to these baseball games, you'll you'll know who they are. If if you get lucky, you'll find one. And they are they take it very seriously. They're very good at what they do. And it, you can tell that they are bringing joy and they are enhancing the baseball experience through their professionalism and uh-huh. the handling of the vending pretzels. And it sounds so stupid, but it's it's it really is the coolest the coolest thing when you get somebody who cares and it's is true. having fun with it. Let me before we wrap, let me tell you one more vendor story. So last year, not this last trip, not a month ago when we were in Arizona, but last year we were at Scottsdale Stadium. This guy standing right behind us yelled, "Lemonade, lemonade!" Just like Grandma made, yum yum. I actually heard him on a broadcast for a spring training game I was listening to this year, and they brought it up. He's in the yeah. Arizona Sports Hall of Fame. Okay, and the reason no way a that's awesome and b a year after that <laughs> game Wilson still refers to lemonade lemonade like grandma made. See, like, yeah, the guy's got it down. He it's an art to him, and he's really good at totally. it. Totally, we bought cotton candy, we bought lemonade from him because we we liked that guy. He was awesome. So, totally. Uh, yep. Yeah. If your pitch is good, I'll buy from you for sure every time. Just just because your pitch is good, it doesn't matter what the product is half the time. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that was great delivery. Mm-hmm. You can have my money because I respect your craft. Yep. You know? Yep. That's it. So, That's right. okay, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a kid come to my door one day. It was at my girlfriend's house years ago. And uh, this eight-year-old boy comes to comes to the door. And it's at this apartment complex. He knocks on the door. And timidly, he says... Um, we're selling this coupon book for my mom who has cancer or whatever it was and has some medical bills. Anyway, the kid was looking down and handed the tickets up to me, uh, the coupon book or whatever it was, and it was like 8.30 at night. It was dark. It was cold. And his dad was working canvassing the apartment complex, and he was canvassing it by himself. And I was like, holy cow, Like this is a serious situation. But I told the kid, I was like, look, man, Look, I've sold door to door a billion times. Okay, 
here's what I want you to do. Gave him a couple of tips. I shut the door. I said, I'm going to buy your thing, but I need you to try this differently. I shut the door. So I coached him. I shut the door. He knocked on the door. I opened the door again, <laughs> and he delivered the <laughs> – <laughs> and and he and made it better than I suggested it, and and really came alive. And I was like, dude. And I bought two. I was like, dude, you see? And I don't know. So <laughs> I'm that way. I'm like, if your delivery is on point, you're gonna. That's half the battle for me. At least half. Yeah, for sure. So these vendors, you got to tip the vendors. Have to. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Especially if they're good. Anyway, yep. that's enough out of Brig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we wrap it up? You want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, okay. So thanks for coming, and thanks for listening, <laughs> and we love you so much. Please stay home. <laughs> yes. Don't go anywhere unnecessarily, said the pot to the kettle. And at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, um, help us fight coronavirus by uh, grabbing yourself one of these hats, one of these cool, sweet T-shirts. And, uh, you know, they're on hoodies and everything like that in the shop. Nineplusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Um, got them in all the sizes and shapes. And we did them in black. They're all in black. So I hope you like black. Um, but, yeah, jump on there. Grab yourself something nice. Don't forget it's Autism Awareness Month. And everything we're donating, or the, we're still doing 20% of the profits from the Autism Awareness T-shirts going to um, – alternative baseball so don't forget to jump on there and grab one of those because they are awesome that's right and don't forget to jump on baseballtogether.com you can read about baseball you can watch the podcast listen to the podcast there um i'm gonna stop making promises because i just get so busy that i forget to do anything <laughs> but <laughs> yeah me too me too but i really want to get a video together and write write about our experience in arizona and it's going to happen one of these times. I'll let you know for sure when it's up, but it'll, it'll get there. It'll get there. Yeah, Don't worry. It'll be. Yeah. It'll but, be but you can submit to the mailbag while you're there. Let us know if you have any questions about anything. If you, if you take this quiz and you're like, why on earth is that a baseball etiquette thing? Or you have a comment about it. Let us know. You can submit to the mailbag. You can, you can tweet at us at baseball together and you can tweet at me at Jojo Cornrow, whatever. We'll answer your questions. We'll we'll give you shout outs, everything on the podcast. Uh, don't hey, forget Ed, to like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, one more thing. We want to see your Corona beards. Okay, so get. Oh on the, yeah, show us your Corona beards. Yeah, Brad's winning. But get on the get yeah. on the get on the group, the Nine Plus Us VIP group, and post a picture of your Corona beard. We want to see it. That's right. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate, review the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Baseball family, stay safe out there, and we will catch you next week. Mm -hmm.